and welcome to Overly Opinionated. <laughs> After a short hiatus, because I'm overwhelmed, we are back with um, a new episode, episode five? five, I think. And um, today we're back with both Katie and Hillary. Say hi. What's up? Howdy. And we are going to be covering Rocky Horror Picture Show Ooh. just in time. It's not fall yet, but in my mind, it's fall because the weather it's a little bit cooler. So Ugh. I'm just going to say just in time for fall. Katie's not happy about the cooling weather. No, no, I am not. Yeah, but this is like the best. Yeah, this is I'm like living. I didn't even get to take a walk at my lunch break. I'm pissed because the weather's so nice. It's not yeah. too cold yet, but yeah. it's not. You have like 90 degrees with 90% humidity. I know what's coming. Yeah. I love what's coming. All of my wardrobe is for what's coming. Uh. Anyway, (laughs) so we're just in time. It's like, you know, Halloween's not really that close, but it's approaching. So I guess it's timely. Solid Um, two months fine we're close enough (laughs) um so yeah let's just like jump right in um so movie was released in 1975 classified as a musical comedy horror at least by wikipedia again all this information is from wikipedia um which i you know musical comedy horror i would say it's pretty accurate i don't know about horror per se but like it's it's you know it's spooky maybe creepy um yeah but but i would say that's accurate it was directed by jim Sharman who also had a directorial role in the stage musical version as well um and the screenplay was written by again Jim Sharman and Richard O'Brien who wrote the original musical like lyrics song storyline etc and also he plays Riff Raff um also stars Tim Curry Susan Sarandon Barry Bostwick a bunch of other people Patricia Quinn um Nell Campbell I think is her name plays Columbia it is um, and Meatloaf. I can't remember the name of the guy who plays Rocky or Dr. Scott. So sorry. Or the narrator. Right. Sorry, guys. I'm sure they're listening to this and getting really pissed <laughs> that I didn't mention them. Um, the kind of conception of the movie or like inspiration for the movie is it's it's made as a parody tribute to science fiction and b-horror movies because i i didn't read the full wikipedia thing but i think richard o'brien was like that's kind of what he grew up on yeah um interestingly i didn't i mean it makes sense but i didn't actually know that tim curry um before being in the musical version was frankenverter in the stage production as well in like one one of the original stage productions as well as nell campbell and patricia quinn Mm -hmm. and obviously richard o'brien because he's been involved since the beginning um in current day has like a huge international cult following and 
apparently is considered one of the greatest uh, movie musicals of all time. Good for them. Whoa. An interesting fact, also the longest running theatrical release in film history. Like, damn. Like, meaning it was in the theaters for the longest? Well, I think it means that, like, it's been re-released, like, every, like, holiday. Like, it's it's yeah. always being played theatrically. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Um. You know, yeah, like I said, it's known around the world due to the cult following and like the crazy sort of interactive activities that happen at these mm-hmm. showings um if no one's ever been to one go you know covid permitting wear a mask um and get vaccinated but uh some of those activities include you know throwing what rice at the screen at the wedding scene and um putting a newspaper on your head when janet's like in the rain and yelling you know yelling back at certain lines squirting water guns etc have you been to one i haven't been to a theatrical one but i went to that well we'll get into this yeah um i just think about how what a nightmare it would be to have to i mean it sounds so fun but what a nightmare to have to clean that shit up rice poor ushers Mm -hmm. um And just a little bit of information on the stage musical. It's had like a ton of productions worldwide. Um, If you look at the Wikipedia page, half of this, like the, um, or like 90% of the menu section of the Wikipedia Mm -hmm. page is just made up of like lines of productions in different countries and at different theaters. It's like insane. Mm And shockingly, I guess not shockingly, just because of like the timing of the release of the musical, um, the original Broadway run only lasted for like a few previews. What? Yeah. Weird. I know. So anything else to add? Any tidbits of information you guys know that I didn't mention? Not a tidbit. I just thought it was interesting. I mean, I you were like it's not really horror-y but he his like his his you know what is the word I'm looking for I don't know I don't know <laughs> his, like he did it because he liked b-horror movies and I feel like it has it's not like the conjuring but it's no. like b-horror movies are already campy and like yeah. stupid yeah so it, it it's definitely not like rosemary's baby but it's like <laughs> well i would say trolls like, too yeah it's, it's troll singular troll sorry yeah. <laughs> um so, so sorry if anyone hasn't seen that go watch it right now but um <laughs> um yeah i mean i agree but i would say then they need to change that on wikipedia to mm-hmm. musical comedy b horror <laughs> <laughs> very technical yeah <laughs> Um, well, I think they have very two, two, two very different meetings. They do. I mean, they do. Um, okay. So our personal histories, who wants to go first? Mm, I can go, I guess. Um, <laughs> so <intrigued>. I, <laughs> I actually don't know the first time I watched this movie. I know it was in high school and I assume it was with like Aviva and Jess and 
you know, all, Bronson, maybe all Ben, of this, you know. like theater friends. Yeah. And um, exactly. Um, but I like was obsessed with it. I was beyond obsessed with it. I would like listen to the, I feel like this, this is a conversation I have every time we do one of these where like, I get really into it and I listen to the soundtrack like a thousand times a day, which is what happened. Um, and I remember really wanting my high school to perform it and not realizing that. Yeah. Right. Or our high school. No? Yeah. Not realizing that, like not even thinking about like how that might not go so well yeah um maybe not not totally appropriate but um and then like Ben my my friend Ben was part of the production team on a like I don't know like a local theater a local theater so I saw that and it was probably one of my first introductions to drag but I honestly like it didn't even like register occur to me yeah, yeah. it was and it wasn't ever like oh this is this is a like male presenting human in a corset I was just like yeah that's that's what's happening right exactly um but yeah I I definitely was the first time it was, I watched it was in high school and I was obsessed I probably watched it like every weekend if I had yes Mm-hmm. yeah well i'll go next um katie it was simply you that had me watch it because well, sure. i remember you like being very into it and then we watched it together i think in the basement of the house in toronto mm-hmm. yeah. and i do remember going to the stage production um that ben yeah. was a part of yeah i remember it was like Ossington and like Queen it was like way in the yeah. west end it was a small little theater I mm-hmm. I have vivid yeah. memories of that and it was for sure. it was like a box theater too yeah like was, yeah yes it was yeah um yeah I don't I do not remember at all the first time I saw the movie I'm sure it's like similarly around the same time that I saw the stage production which was the same stage production that Katie and Hillary are talking about funnily mm. enough though I, I think I went to it with just mom. I think you, <laughs> you must have, because I went with, I might've gone more than once, but I went with Aviva, Jess, one of Aviva's friends from school and Tom. Yeah. Oh my God. I yeah. went with Tiff. Oh, and I so, think yeah. somebody else, maybe Pamela too. Oh, then maybe mm-hmm. I was there. Maybe you know. were there too. Yeah. But I, yeah, I honestly don't even like remember that that much, but I do remember like walking into the theater and there was just like a dude in a corset and underwear and like a feather boa taking tickets. And I was like, yeah. love. Okay. Um, which was funny. <laughs> and I was that. like, I don't even know. I was probably in like fourth grade at least. Yeah, you would no, you would have been in. I think it was two thousand. It would have been two thousand nine. So, like fifth or sixth grade. Summer. It was summer two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So fifth into sixth grade. Yeah. 
So, it, you know, as always, introduced early to things mm-hmm. that classic aren't, aren't necessarily appropriate. But who, whatever, who cares about appropriate? What even is that? What does that even yeah. mean? I know just that like you got to watch it when if that were the case I never would have been able to yeah sorry so rude you paved the way for mm. me you're welcome <laughs> um but yeah since then I mean I literally watch it like every year at least once and like I don't know I can't I, yeah. I just love it it's iconic it's great who doesn't love it yeah. I definitely do too I watch it at Halloween now you know, I am not like I I know I said this in the beginning, but I'm honestly not a person who's like, oh, this is like a spooky-ish movie, like I'm going to watch it around Halloween. Like Yeah. I think just maybe because of like how I first watched it and like the timing in which I first watched it, like I don't associate it with Halloween at all. But yeah. I get I mean, I, I get the association. I honestly don't really associate it with Halloween either. I think like we were just talking about how it's I think that's when it like comes on streaming services and I don't have to pay for it. So, <laughs> right. And oh, another thing that I forgot to mention, Bronson, my friend Bronson, um, for our wedding gave me this like huge box set and I actually should have brought it in here to look at it and like talk about what's in it. But yeah, it's got like all this like memorabilia stuff in it. Aww, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, I think he had it and was like, you like this, right? <laughs> Thoughtful. Um, so yeah, those are our our quick histories that are basically the same. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, we were all living in the same house at the time. Give us it's a break. True. It's true. That's um, a fact. Yeah. But you know, let's just jump in to our notes. Mm-hmm. Um, my first note was literally before, like, we even see any characters or it's literally like, the first second. Um, your timestamp just says zero. zero. Oh, wait, so does yeah. mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the 20th century Fox intro is, I love that it's like, it is the 20th century Fox, like, do, 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 but it's in like this like campy, very rocky esque, like janky piano style, which mm. I love and thought was funny. So yeah. I um same same uh zero seconds in <laughs> I guess right after the 20th century Fox. Yeah. Um the lips. The lips, it's just all you see these like vibrant red lips singing or starting to sing science fiction. And it's just so iconic. They are like, you see, like, even if it, sorry, I hit the microphone. (laughs) Even if it's like not Rocky related, if I see like isolated lips, I'm like Rocky. Yeah. Um, it also, you know, me, another movie (laughs) with a lot of red motifs. True. As a reminder, passion, emotion, danger, blood, all of which are present in this movie. Mm-hmm. Lots of red. So very prevalent. Lots of blood. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, my timestamp was also the same. There, there's banging going on in the unit above me. So if, if we hear loud knocking noises, 
I don't. That's what's happening. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So the science fiction double feature song that is being like lip synced by the lips yep. um, is my favorite song from the whole soundtrack. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. that doesn't I mean, surprise me for you. Yeah. Just because looking at your comments, that doesn't surprise me. It's very Bowie-esque, mm-hmm. like the melody and like the guitars and even the way that uh, Richard O'Brien delivers the yeah, vocals. I was, I was just mm-hmm. going to say that. It's like, I mean, his voice in general is very like nasally and kind of whiny and pitchy, yeah. but it, it has like a Bowie flair to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the costuming does too later on um, mm-hmm. when we actually see people, not just lips. Um but the uh, the lips and like the font oh yeah are like very very campy like the font Mm -hmm. is like that red dripping font classic like classic like horror font I love like on Microsoft Word that font is just so ridiculous (laughs) it's Um, like classic like 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 campy horror yeah exactly yeah um and this was something interesting that um I like thought about how it's the lips of um I think the woman who plays magenta um Mm. like she's lip syncing it but it's the voice of Richard O'Brien so it's kind of like that androgyny is already being introduced Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it's like female lips male voice so it's like kind of like Frankfurter like yeah drag queen essentially um with a very deep like male voice so it's kind Mm -hmm. of like already introducing that play on like gender yeah yeah totally i i also had a comment on the lips because as we're saying it's incredibly iconic it's like the main you know stamp excuse me the main stamp that like associates this movie with like the outside world i think Mm -hmm. um and yeah, when I was watching it, I I think I had looked this up before and I kind of knew in the back of my head, but I, I was like, I wonder whose lips these are. And yep, it's, as Hillary said, it's Patricia Quinn, Magenta's lips. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like you guys are saying, the red lips are incredibly synonymous with Rocky Horror. It fits the themes very well. It's like provocative and shocking and like kind of like perverse. Um, but like- completely unapologetic like the rest of the movie I don't know why um but like I remember like watching this as a young person and like being really uncomfortable watching this like that makes makes sense though yeah I yeah that yeah because like looking at it now it makes sense that I felt that way but like I just remember being like ugh, like what is yeah. it's like Ru- RuPaul hates to watch people eat or like mm. be around other people who are eating so well but I think it was just like that I knew it was like provocative mm. and I was like and I of course I was like always watching these types of things with like my mother so I was like Ugh, like mm. I don't want I don't I, I don't want her to know that I know this yeah that's fair um and I honestly used to dislike this song a lot I don't know why but I mean, I love it now. It's not my favorite, but I really like this song. And I think it like, it sets up a lot of like background about the in- inspiration for the movie, the story, mm-hmm. style, et cetera. 
Also, I had the subtitles on when I was watching it, and so did I, I. <laughs> I didn't. I never caught the this line of Dana Andrews said prunes gave him the runes, as in like the runs, <laughs> right? And passing them used lots of skills. Like, what <laughs> is that? <laughs> That's so good. I love that. I the had lyrics the subtitles are- on too. Yeah, the lyrics are insane. Like that whole like hot dog stuff that we get into. Oh, yeah. Later. Ah, I was like, what? <laughs> I never realized those were lyrics, but I guess that's just like me. Like when I listen to music, I like don't hear lyrics Mm-mm. until I look at look them up. Yeah. Mm. Just, it just it's just like this glossolalia like stuff that I don't actually understand. Yeah. So yeah, that these lines, I was like, that's what they were saying. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um so then after the whole lip sequence, we get into like the actual story <laughs> and um, we're kind of introduced to this wedding scene um, of, what is, what is her name? Betty and Ralph or Ralph, something? I think. Yeah, Ralph. And, oh, sorry if you can hear a dog. Um, <laughs> it's Ralph, the dog. Yeah, it's Ralph. <laughs> um, <laughs> he wanted to chime in um (laughs) oh my god I lost my train of thought it's Ralph and Betty's wedding and Brad and Janet are there as like I I don't know if they're like bride maid of honor and like whatever but best men but like they're best they're good friends of these two people um and of course when they're taking these like bridal pictures of the family you see in the background tim curry richard o'brien and i believe that's patricia quinn it is um like spying on brad and jay like i don't know what the intention was there behind them being there like was it just a clever placement of like oh look the actors are in a different scene like ooh, i wonder if people catch that or (laughs) if it was like intentionally like the actual characters of Frank Magenta and Riff Raff like spying on Brad and Janet and it wasn't just like a coincidence that they ended up at their house I think I, it could be both like it yeah. be both because you know how like in Monty Python movies it's like the same five actors yeah. playing all these different roles <laughs> so it's possible they were doing something like that but it, yeah. it's also possible that they were playing on the whole like alien thing yeah having them like just being everywhere that Brad and Janet were and that it wasn't just like this weird coincidence that they just like castle right I I think I also I think I've always assumed it was a spying situation right yeah the only reason the only indication of that was I well for me like when I I guess when I watched it the second time and realized that like those people were the same people um was because the narrator right when Oh my God. Right when the narrator is um, like flashed onto the screen, it's him looking at a picture of um, them three at the. uh, Mm, Yeah. At the church or whatever. Um, But, you know, who knows? Uh, Also, side note, I love Brad's plaid tie and cummerbund um I think they are very stylish I kind of wish I had a plaid bow tie um 
just like a random thought as well that the wedding photographer literally sounded like a bird like Gil- <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey he was like oh like it, was- <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious um but yeah yeah yeah, I um I also made note of his plaid tie and tumble button. That's <laughs> hilarious. I was like, oh my God, I bet no one's gonna notice this. Just kidding. Everybody does. Um, I love the wedding. It is such a good scene. And it also sets the scene for the dichotomy of quote unquote purity and quote unquote mm-hmm. debauchery that is present throughout the movie. True. Um and like I said, Brad, Brad is kind of a hunk period oh, yeah. um, well hunk i don't know about hunk because he's not like okay. muscly no. but he's no, like no, no. he's like cute <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> um his nerdy glasses mm, yeah. um but yeah i love his his wedding attire um it it's funny that you said you figured it out on the second watch that it was riffraff and magenta and um frankenfurter uh I don't know how long it took me to realize that because <laughs> I remember the first time I noticed I was like, oh my God, like shocked, <laughs> shocking, too, too late, too long. It's, it's also like a little unsettling to see Tim Curry. He's also not in it as long as the other two are, but mm-hmm. it's a little unsettling for me to see him out of drag knowing yeah. what's coming because I'm like, oh my God, he looks like a completely different person. Um, it's also interesting that they are in the American Gothic like mm-hmm. formation. Yeah. Dude, I have a whole section on that. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, okay. Well, I don't oh. have that much. I just, um, also I wrote Riff Raff and Magenta. Lol. Sorry, Aiden Zane. <laughs> For anyone who does not understand that reference, Drag Race season 12, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Aiden Zane did Snatch Game as Patricia Quinn, and it was, it was a flop. Real yeah. bad. <laughs> uh, she got, like, she got, Patricia Quinn, like, came out and said, like, I'm offended. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, anyway, um, it just, like, I, couldn't really i was trying to figure out why they chose american gothic like i feel like american gothic is like the ideal american situation or i don't know it's just like you see it everywhere um so i'm like are they mocking american ideals or are they saying that these should be american ideals i don't know um but uh damn it janet the song of this scene of the wedding scene is an absolute banger Mm -hmm. i I cannot get over how much I love this song. And also I, I was again, had the subtitles on and was finding out so many new things. Uh, and I feel like Brad's proposal in the song is not like, it's like pretty half-hearted. I feel like, (laughs) well, like he starts the song by just being like, I like the way you beat the other girls to the bride's bouquet. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. Thanks. But she seems like happy with that compliment. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think she could do better if that's how he feels about her. But well, whatevs. Um, first of all, I did notice that it was like 
Denton in the background, which, mm-hmm. um, and it says like Denton, the home of happiness and on this like sign in the background between Brad and Janet in that shot, um, which one I had to look up like, which Denton are they like referring to? And apparently it, it's supposed to be Denton, Ohio, which mm-hmm. makes sense. It's very like Midwestern, like they're yeah. like, middle of nowhere, kind of whatever. I also in in like the heart of America. (laughs) Yeah, of course. I also saw when I was looking it up on Wikipedia that that was part of the original name. They changed the name to Rocky Horror Picture Show and like the ones from Denton or or something like that was it was like Denton was part of it. Yeah, I read that too, but it was actually changed from whatever the Denton thing to just the Rocky Horror Show. It wasn't even a picture show. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I also love that Brad and Janet are like walking through a bunch <laughs> of graves yeah. as mm-hmm. the as the song starts and he's starting his proposal. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, along the the American Gothic uh, lines, um, I love that after they like move, Richard like throws the pitchfork like very aggressively into the oh. grass and that at the end of the movie he's holding that laser and it mm-hmm. looks like a pitchfork it has mm-hmm. like those three prongs so i was I like that same I comment do. i do too i have um, it as a trident though um, yeah well um but yeah i was when i was looking i was like i wonder if like anyone's talked about this so i like researched it a bit for like five minutes <laughs> and um apparently the people who are in the painting are actually supposed to be father and daughter and not Mm -hmm. husband and wife as people think which is Mm -hmm. interesting because it's kind of the opposite with magenta and riffraff because they're supposed to be siblings like brother and sister but they like make out and are like very overtly sexual towards each other Mm -hmm. um but there is a Reddit thread that kind of goes into detail about this whole American Gothic Rocky Horror connection, yeah. which I recommend reading. It's called The Rocky Horror Picture Show and American Gothic. So mm-hmm. look it up if you're interested. Um, but yeah, the uh, Damn It, Janet, it's an iconic song. The unenthused Janet and Obrad <laughs> from the, uh, uh. the Magenta, Columbia, and Riff Raff Peanut Gallery um yeah, is so good very lol and then in the middle of the song they're just like oh, laying yeah. out a coffin <laughs> they're setting up for a funeral yeah, yeah. i um, had that same note too about yeah. the setting up for a funeral <laughs> and also i'm just like going back like brad and ralph have this like conversation in the beginning or not in the beginning but right before they like leave um in the car and Ralph is talking about how they like Ralph and Betty met in Dr. Scott's class. And I'm like, who, what is going on with Dr. Scott? Like, is he a fucking matchmaker? Like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, Yeah. So I don't have much to add because you guys already basically said everything. Um, (laughs) The, yeah, the the pitchfork being the same thing as the, the laser at the end Mm -hmm. I mean I wrote that in my notes for the ending but yeah Mm -hmm. um again with them preparing for a funeral in the background (laughs) hilarious but it's also kind of funny because um riffraff and magenta like at the end of the movie 
they're alive and spoiler alert you know (laughs) our main man woman is um dead so i just had this yeah i just had this thought like oh maybe it's like a parallel like they're preparing for death Mm. here but then later on they're also there's a death yeah maybe that they're directly involved maybe they were like they're plotting his funeral yeah but would they hold him a funeral no no (laughs) no it's just a it's just a tinfoil hat theory of mine that i just thought of right now um yeah you mentioned brad being a a hunk you call him a chad (laughs) (laughs) fair um but yeah you see like this beginning sequence with the wedding and everything it's all like this very american hetero white hetero vibes Mm, like Mm -hmm. and we see how that very much like changes as we go through Mm -hmm. the film um and for their relationship too because they sort of have their own self-discovery journeys yeah yes they do so (laughs) it's like this idyllic like classic straight world and then they're thrown into like the complete opposite of that so queer chaos yeah it's a nice uh (laughs) juxtaposition yeah um that we see mm-hmm. there's more banging i'm sorry it's like really distracting <laughs> oh no you can't hear it but it's there i can hear it a little bit but it's yeah very 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 slightly um but yeah so then like after that scene ends after damn it Jana ends we kind of get panned over to the narrator and i like i mean there doesn't need to be a point to like having a narrator but i was just wondering like why there is a narrator in this and like what his role is in this and whenever he's looking at his like files they're all like police reports he's a criminologist that's what his title is you know what yeah i forgot about that so that answers my question (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah that makes sense because he i guess he's just like investigating the story and also like narrating it at the same time thinking yeah. writing dance moves oh yeah oh my god i know yeah. that too i was like do you are you like pissed about what's going on or are you like vibing like what's the story it's both it's mm-hmm. both why can't it be both i mean i guess um so after after we meet the narrator well i guess we aren't meeting him then or are we is that yeah. his first scene mm-hmm. yeah okay um we cut to brad and janet and they are driving to Dr. Scott, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, they just got engaged and they need their matchmaker to know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and it's a terrible storm. And I've never, ever given any thought to um, what's playing on the radio. Because they're, the, you know, the point of it is just that, like, it's, you know, they're it's setting up the scene of the the horror part of the movie and it's you know they're going to the castle it's the reason for everything right mm-hmm. but i had the subtitles on how many times will i say that today yep. um and it's definitely a speech and it definitely sounds like a presidential speech of some sort so i like caught the tail end of what what was being said and i looked it up and it is richard nixon's resignation speech playing on the radio which i had never 
picked up on, uh, which is hilarious because it's like a very conservative president <laughs> giving up in a movie about uh, pretty liberal ideas. Mm-hmm. I um, had um, yeah. the exact same comment. Yeah. However, you clearly weren't paying attention to the subtitles very closely because right oh. in the beginning of the speech, it says Richard Nixon's voice. <laughs> well, I wasn't. I wasn't looking at the subtitles. I like was looking something else up, I think. So I wasn't <laughs> looking at the screen at all times. And I just saw the very end where it says like, America deserves a something a full-time, like a full-time president, president and a full-time yeah. congress yeah. and that's what i saw and i was like wait a minute i like thought it was nixon too and i was like hang on yeah um yeah and i i had never noticed that before either because i i mean like one i've never watched it with the subtitles but two yeah. like it's literally just a car scene they're like barely talking so i'm like right. i don't need to listen to what's on right. the radio because yeah it, like you don't catch that there's any mm-hmm. importance to it, but yeah, it's very interesting that they added that. And mm-hmm. I guess it's also kind of to set the time frame too. Yeah. Um, I was going to look at what her newspaper said. Cause you can, mm. she's like reading newspaper, but then by the time I thought about looking at that, it had already passed. So I was like, I don't care. <laughs> also question. How is she reading a newspaper in the dead of night in the middle of Ohio, <laughs> in the middle of a, of a storm, like in, in a sorry. car in like the, what is it? Like the 60s, 70s that like definitely doesn't have one of those like lights. You know? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> she's just, she's talented. Yeah. Um, But also like the car ride is so awkward like the vibes are so weird brad's tone with janet is like so short she's yeah. like eating a candy bar and she's like you want something he's like no like fuck off janet. yeah he's um, so rude and uh, okay the narrator in the previous scene says it's late november are you kidding they're like walking around without jackets on and janet's in a, a dress in Mm -mm. late november in ohio Mm -mm. and it's raining (laughs) bitch Mm -mm. that is frostbite i mean not really but like it's that's cold as fuck like it's really cold what the hell although oh go ahead i was just gonna say interesting fact that i read really quickly just from a headline um was that susan sarandon apparently like after filming because it was like really cold and she was always wet on Mm -hmm. set got pneumonia I saw that too. Yeah. Wow. Um, I was going to say that Sally and Emily, who went to OSU in Ohio, mm-hmm. always did the mirror lake jump, Ooh. which is like after a fo- the Michigan football game, and which I think is in November. And everyone like gets completely naked and jumps into mirror lake on OSU's campus. So no. It happens. People do get wet outside in November in Ohio. Yes, but that's like for a second. They're like in the water for like a minute. They literally, Brad literally says, oh, there's a castle a few miles back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, hello? (laughs) Um, But whatever, I digress. Um, So over at the Frankenstein place starts playing when they approach the house and the gate to the house that says like, enter at your own risk mm-hmm. <laughs> and um let me just say this song is probably my favorite song it really? is such a jam wow. i love it but also wow. like 
Okay, wait. I actually have a question about this. Are the people if at the party Transylvanians or are they like more groupies like Columbia? Because at first I was like, why yeah. are they all on Earth? Yeah, yeah. it's very vague. Mm-hmm. Well, I would assume that the motorcyclists are like part of Eddie's crew. No, I don't know. Because it's not like Eddie like dresses like them. Yeah. They're all wearing very similar. And I the motorcyclists. Yeah, they're all all the people at the party are like wearing like colorful like tight clothes, and Eddie's like, oh yeah, rock and roll. Yeah, Um, he's very biker chic. But also, I'm pretty sure that Eddie's supposed to be like a loner with no friends. Yeah, that's true. He's he's a problem child. They talk about that in his Mm -hmm. song. Mm. Eddie's Teddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm honestly confused often about all the like background people and what who they are and why they are and so I yeah I don't know what they know. Yeah. <laughs> um. My only like am I, nope. My only, my only <laughs> note for um uh, over at Frankenstein's place is her breathy voice. It's just like so. Uh, chef's kiss yeah i know the fact that she was in enchanted another movie musical and did not sing what the fuck what kind of she doesn't no no oh my god what i haven't seen that movie in a really long time that's your criminal um so charlotte you're gonna hate me but this is my least favorite (gasps) um the only part that i like is riffraff's uh, verse you're such a freak that's my least favorite part of this song. it's just so <laughs> ridiculous <He's> like, <laughs> yeah. it's just so good like to my life it's just so outlandish and he's so pitchy and <laughs> ridiculous I, that's like the only part that i like um, I don't know what it is about it. I, I, I don't know. I just love the drums in the background that like correspond with the thunder. It's just like yeah. everything's great. I love it. Yeah. It's um, not my favorite song, but yeah. But I mean, it's his vocals like fit that glam rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. But it's also just like a ridiculous scene because they're just like singing about this like ominous looking castle and they're like there's a light like let's go in well they've been apparently walking for miles you don't know what's going through their heads <laughs> yeah yeah yes um so they get to the castle and they're they're introducing themselves to riffraff and magenta does magenta open the door too or no, is it just she's, she's literally like sleeping on yeah. the the stair yeah yeah the yeah, railing yeah. Yeah. the railing yeah, yeah. she's just like chilling there <laughs> a queen a queen um but so brad being the like 60s male that he is uh introduces both himself and janet classic every and time says her name wrong well that's a i mentioned that later it's a different part i think oh that's when he introduces her to, to frank. frank yeah so in this part, he says Weiss, which mm-hmm. I like remembered my sixth grade for German lessons nice. that Weiss means white, yeah, which is just further outlining the quote unquote purity that Janet is about to lose. Mm. Yeah, true. This is, is this like a through line from Edelweiss? Mm. Oh. Maybe. 
But isn't Edelweiss a flower? Connection, but Weiss is white. Um, Yeah, I just love the way that Riff Raff (laughs) opens the door and starts talking to him. He's like, hello. Yeah, and (laughs) and he's like, you're wet. And they're like, it's raining. And they all are just like, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There's blood on his shirt, too. I don't know if you guys noticed that. I did. His like white undershirt is just like covered in blood um which is like okay (laughs) maybe that's from eddie because well so i'll get to this because the backstory of eddie is very always very confusing to me me too okay i'll get to it um but riffraff also has that like hump Um, (laughs) yeah he does so igor gives me yes (laughs) what hump (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and that that too. The hump disappears when he's in his fancy alien costume at the end. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. I was gonna write the same thing and then figured that you guys were also gonna write it. So I just didn't. I didn't, but I thought it was funny. Big, yeah. big Igor Igor vibes. <laughs> um, the next song, they go into the like, I don't know what room is that? The like party gallery room. Yeah, yeah it's like a party room and gallery i don't know that's got like checkerboard floors or something mm. and it's bright on Love like it. the foyer which is very it, dark it almost looks like a like a senior's dis like um bingo hall <laughs> oh, like no. it looks very it like community center you know what it's funny because literally every i just thought of this now almost every room in the house that we're shown has like a a stage because yeah. frank mm. is like such an attention whore and like yeah. such yeah. a performer like yeah that that a room has a stage even the lab has a st- like two yep different yeah. parts right. that look like stages the actual like floor show stage mm-hmm. like oh my god the floor show <laughs> i don't think the zen room has a, a, a stage no. but <laughs> zen room. um but so the next song is time warp which like if you know nothing else about Rocky Horror Picture Show, you know, Time Warp. Although yeah. it's on Just Dance, I think, like Just Dance is. three or something. Oh my god! Corey and I once, like a couple years ago, twenty nineteen maybe, went to a bar around here on Halloween, and they played the Time Warp, and I was literally the only person doing it. Dude, you like, were in a straight up? bar. Fuck, I with know. But like, but like. Are you kidding? Ugh. Yeah, that's gross. And Corey last night, because he was kind of watching too, kept asking me throughout the movie if I wanted to do the time warp again. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's enough. We anyway, um, fantastic song. I always have to dance to the song, obviously. Um, big club kid vibes from mm-hmm. the from that whole just like the whole scene. It's a little brighter, I think, than what I imagine a club kid or a club. <laughs> would look like bad. very bad <laughs> yeah um uh everyone's just in their drag um when i i said earlier that i really wanted to do this in high school i really wanted to be columbia so i could do her tap dance her tap mm-hmm. breakout in in this song yeah it's great so yeah, and she's like a like uh uh, Nell Campbell's like a really good dancer. Like she's the only one who like dances well in the Rose Tint My World scene. No. Um, 
but anyway we're getting ahead of ourselves um back to time warp before right when that starts playing when riffraff is like dusting that skeleton off in the grandfather clock bitch Mm. guess what's behind him the american gothic painting yeah i noticed that too but i didn't like write it down i remember thinking like oh that's funny i never noticed that before i had never noticed it either but i was like um hello Mm -hmm. classic um but yeah i i I can't say that this is like one of my favorite songs anymore just because I've I've heard it so many times and it's kind of been yeah. like straight washed yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um but it's iconic. I still love yeah. it for what it is and Riff Raff's dance moves like right mm. before they enter the like party room in the time warp scene, Riff Raff is doing some like pseudo high kicks with his hump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think they're great um and I love the trend well what I uh, could be Transylvanians or just groupies yeah um I love their fits colorful little Mm -hmm. like bow ties and like double-breasted suits and very tight pants yes yes um yeah time warp is like obviously just an iconic cinema moment Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's definitely sort of has that overdone yeah issue Mm -hmm. um but I love the cuts to the criminologist like he's got (laughs) that diagram of the feet and he's like using a pointer (laughs) so it's like he's sort of breaking the fourth wall there sort of like it's asking for that engagement that happens in these Mm. uh showings yeah um with the outfits everybody's wearing sunglasses inside which was funny well there's at one point when uh I can't remember when but in the lab one of them takes their sunglasses off and then grabs like one of those opera glasses yeah and is like hmm let me see yeah it's closer but yeah yeah Yeah, it's very it's just a funny choice Mm -hmm. um and Brad and Janet they are just classic straight white couple entering uh very queer spaces um very confused and uh bewildered and janet i don't know if you guys caught this i did not catch this the first time or even like the millionth time i ever watched it but she goes it seems so unhealthy here Mm. i noticed that when i was yeah because of the subtitles and i was like um bitch yeah so that like made me like like cringe um but again it's like later on they sort of like come to mm-hmm. uh, appreciate their own uh unhealthiness sexuality <laughs> uh, and they're forced to sort of explore it which is a it's kind of an interesting thing because um there's this like I've heard and people say like it would be great if like straight or cis people like took the time to actually like think about their gender or Mm-hmm. sexual identities um yeah. because they may discover something that they weren't aware of and mm-hmm. queer people are sort of forced to do that mm-hmm. um but you know cis het people aren't so this is kind of an example yeah. of them sort of having to do that just by the nature of the environment that they're totally walking into <laughs> i and i i made this comment later but bro it all happens in a night one night. yeah it's, it's a lot <laughs> It's a lot. What a night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's literally a time warp. Yeah. <gasps> Damn. Okay. Yeah. I was, I, I, I don't really understand like the content 
of the time war not at all i have like, zero idea what does that i mean make? i know like, that what? yeah like like magenta and riffraff at the end like when they're like doing their little like weird hand <laughs> shake thing and yeah and they're um <laughs> if only we were video recording right now <laughs> um but they they talk about like oh like we're going to do the time warp again like i guess yeah. it's like a i don't know yeah. like a transylvanian thing which may maybe a add- ritual yeah, religious, which, which may add to the evidence that maybe they the party goers are Transylvanian. Are Transylvanian? They know the dance, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, I like I. The only part of it I understand is Columbia's part because yeah. she's singing about Eddie. I, I assume. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know the point of most of the songs. <laughs> well, I mean. No, yeah. yeah, I mean, most of them are like plot advancing. They, yes. Other but, than, I guess, Time Warp and like maybe Roast in My World. Like, yeah. I don't know. That one's a weird song, but I love that song. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So after Time Warp, we are introduced to an absolute jam. Mm. I love this song, uh, Sweet Transvestite. Yeah. Which I'm like, not. Is that okay to like is that still an okay term not really right i don't know i mean (laughs) like i I, no but like right but like not for like like conversation but in like yeah well i think like yeah and like obviously like derogatory like contexts obviously not yeah 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 and if you um, like, if you're not a drag queen, like maybe saying transvestite is like right. offensive, but if you are a drag queen right, right, saying right. transvestite, you know, they're kind of reclaiming the term. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it wouldn't necessarily be offensive. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I more meant not like in the context of the song, just like me, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, great song. I fucking love this song. Um, Beat for the gods in his corset. Although as I was watching the movie, I was realizing how much his facial hair was coming through mm. his makeup. Oh, but I didn't know if that was like just budgeting or lack mm-hmm. of knowledge or if it was intentionally done because of the like androgyny of it. Yeah, um, I think it was probably intentional. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's our introduction to Frankenfurter, the main character of the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote Michelle Visage would not approve of the corset on the runway mm, yeah but true. his legs look amazing every true. time i see him i'm like damn fresh with his shaved, like shave too yeah mm-hmm. with his like big fucking Ooh, heels and so oh my god i can't um but it's just like what a amazing entrance yeah. for his character it's so mm-hmm. good and janet janet needs to stop fainting she's such a weirdo oh my she god faints like chill. four times i'm like bitch it's not that shocking calm down Janet. it's kind of like you know how a couple weeks ago we were in provincetown and george was just like in awe yeah. by everything it's yeah. kind of like that yeah, yeah. true <laughs> but he didn't swoon no um, no but yeah, I I love this song. It's an iconic entrance to for a character to make. Um, f- like Katie said, Frank's bedazzled shoes, because mm-hmm. like that's all you see when he's first like making his entrance. He's just like stomping his foot to the beat. Mm, so and it's good. Just like, oh, 
He's yeah. so hot. I say this later, but like he, I'm so attracted to Frankenberger. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to make a quick comment about Tim Curry's pronunciations. Mm-hmm. So when I read on Wikipedia um, that he like was in original productions on the stage, I read that he said, oh, well, I didn't want Frankenberger to be just like a queen, like a drag queen or whatever, but I also wanted them to be like the queen of England in speech, mm. which is why he does that ridiculous like affectation with his accent. Yeah. Um, with Speaking like, in cursive. Yeah, literally like pronunciations of the words and like the songs and the movie, mm-hmm. the whole movie really like down is dine. <laughs> Yeah. Sound is <laughs> yeah. And um also I oh, I've said this before to you guys, I think, but like I'm still always shocked that Tim Curry was like literally like 28, 29 mm-hmm. when he was filming this. I know Hill exactly your age. Oh, is well. he I didn't I meant to look this up, but I, I didn't. did. I know what you're about to ask about his sexuality yeah okay so he apparently is like very private so it's never been mm. like actually stated and he's never been married or publicly dated anyone but people assume that he's like gay or bi because yeah. of his roles in the past but who knows Because i was going to say it would be such like a big thing i feel like for a end of your late 20s straight white male to come out and like do this as a performance it would be like so taboo I feel like Mm -hmm. yeah especially back then too exactly well yeah and I don't know like what came first I'm sure it was probably after but like he's also really well known for like doing Shakespearean acting so it's like that's a very very different like yeah mm -hmm. Although there is a lot of gender play in Shakespeare too. Yeah, but it's not as like, not well, the same. Some, some of it's campy, but like, it's not as like overtly. Yeah, campy. definitely not the same, but yeah. yeah. I mean, he's just a diverse actor. I, I mean, know. Like I, yeah. when I was thinking this, I kind of hate when people say this, but I feel like, like he was like born to play that role. Yeah. Yeah. You can't like, like see anybody else. Really no, because like I yeah. like they did remakes like they did yeah. that like weird televised one with the Laverne, Laverne. Cox. Yeah, I love so. Laverne Cox. I know me too. Like, no, it, it hit different. It just and right. well, he and he was is he Dr. Scott in that one? Yes. yes. Right. Because he's yeah. in, he's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't have too many extra things to say about this. Speaking of Tim Curry's diversity, Nigel Thornberry. Oh, yes. And Pennywise. Pennywise. And Pennywise. He's in Clue. He's in Annie. Yes. Yeah, he's in a oh. lot. He's definitely very, like, a very diverse actor. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie, you had mentioned, like, the terms being, like, outdated and whatnot. Like, I had a similar like comment about like both transvestite and then like transsexual yeah being outdated terms like um because like transsexual sort of implies that like hyper medicalization of um being right. trans mm-hmm. um I mean some trans people use it as a way to like reclaim it but mm-hmm. in general it's not seen as like a, a a good term to use nowadays um and then I was reading about Richard O'Brien and he, I, like his wiki said he identifies as third sex slash third gender, um, which mm. is like similar mm. to being a gender. So like not, 
um fitting within the binary of like the male the male side or the female side or That's whatever very interesting because um, i but, katie uh, yeah. has a, a comment later that i yeah yeah but he and but he uses he him pronouns so mm-hmm. interesting um, yeah oh <laughs> sorry i was distracted by my thoughts um so yeah after sweet transvestite he's like come up to the lab and see what's on the slab lab i see you quiver with anticipation i never time it right i don't either i know i need to like count it out um so i know in the future and impress people um but yeah so we get to, (laughs) to the lab they go up that elevator and again, I just like love every room and how different they all are. And I love that this room is like a, a lab, but it's like a pink tiled lab with like mm-hmm. Greek God yeah. statues in around the, the whole room. Yeah. Um, and I love the like, of course, the like pops of red everywhere because mm-hmm. it's rocky. Um mm-hmm. And, you know, Frank's, like, pink gloves. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Um, I just thought it was funny. Speaking of Brad being a hunk and trying to, like, be very masculine in front Assert of all these, like, his, yeah. yeah, exactly. He, like, he, like, slams his hand into Frank's when he shakes it. And you can see, like, Tim Curry's, like, body, like, completely, like, shift and, like, <laughs> shake. Um yeah. But I also, it's, I just think it's funny, Frank, like, which isn't surprising, but Frank, like, just blatantly flirting with both of them all the time. As- what a, what a bicon. Yeah. <laughs> my God. Literally. And I mean, like, I'm sure he's literally had sexual encounters with, like, everyone in that room. So oh, yeah. for sure. Um, also, when Rocky is, like, being created, that whole sequence, I don't know why, but that whole, like, the little, like, colorful rainbow contraption always mm-hmm. reminds me of Willy Wonka it like makes me think of that every time I see it it's interesting I wonder if it's the like um the tunnel scene because it's all like colors were they actually? both made in the 70s uh probably honestly hmm. but yeah I also love the like sound that the like little machines make they're like whoop yeah yeah that yeah that does sort of remind me of that too that makes sense that reaction yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, always reminds me of Willy Wonka. I don't know why. Um, it's like an adult Willy Wonka. It's like like a, a child's like most favorite place. Lots of candy everywhere. Mm. And like their most favorite place, a, a sex castle. <laughs> well, also the like the like belt, the what do they call the barbells that Frank has for yeah. Rocky? They kind of look like candy. They always remind me of like candy yeah yeah, yeah. Anyway. um i also rats. Mm. <laughs> um i also looked into richard o'brien um found out that he played the child catcher um Ooh. on chitty in chitty chitty bang bang like the west end production which oh. i was like yeah obviously I mean, that, he did yeah <laughs> like of course he did um like Hillary was saying, he has um, expressed his own gender fluidity, but 
well, the, I don't know how accurate this article is. It was from 2016, but it, he said he saw himself as 70% male and 30% female. Um, unfortunately, he has also in that same article. So I don't know if this has changed in the last five years, but um, has said, has made comments about how trans women aren't real women. So mm, we don't, yikes. we don't like that. Um, so yeah um so anyway back to the actual plot of the movie so we're in the scene where we're about to meet rocky frank is super excited and like you guys said he is introduced to brad and janet brad once again introduces janet for her but this time pronounces her name super german um, it says Weiss instead of Weiss, which is how he pronounced it the first time. Um, and she like tries to correct him and is like, sounds really embarrassed. And I like also noticed that on his lab coat, on Frank's lab coat, he's wearing, he has a, a, a what looks like a red triangle. I didn't think it was pink, mm-hmm. um, which is the triangle during the Holocaust given to, um, people who were gay and hmm, was it anyone else? I don't know. But yeah, anyone who was gay in any Nazi occupied place was given a pink triangle. Um, But he's wearing a red one, which I looked up and it was given to social Democrats, liberals, socialists, communists, anarchists, and any Gentiles who helped the Jewish, any Jewish people. Um, and other things that I copied from Wikipedia, but don't really fit this. So like interesting. And then with the Janet, like German name, like pronunciation thing. I don't know. It was just like very weird. I don't know. I, I actually interpreted, I didn't like, I had honestly not even made the like German connection at all. When he said Weiss or Weiss, I kind of picked it up as like, he, is like kind of distracted and like taken and mm. even attracted to Frank. Right. And so he's like, he doesn't say Janet's name right because he's just like, right. Whatever. Who are you? Yeah. It just, I, I wasn't even necessarily thinking that like, oh, he's trying to assert like German dominance over no, somebody. No. Yeah. But it just like was a weird like thing mm-hmm. that's like all this like German related things. Um, very unrelated, yeah. but magenta and columbia are wearing masks and i was like mm. i honestly, that looks normal good for yeah them. i literally like <laughs> didn't even think about it because i was like right. oh yeah like mask. it's like never something that i've ever thought to like see before but i was like mm. oh, they're wearing masks yeah so. yeah makes sense um lab coat thing so I read this like very long Reddit thread of people going back and forth oh. debating the lab coat and the triangle thing. So oh. it's an uninverted triangle. Which yes, I did notice an that. inverted one. So yeah. apparently because it's uninverted, it, it doesn't necessarily mean the like being like a socialist oh. or whatever. Um, it could mean that he was like a prisoner of war or a traitor. So maybe that's why he left Transylvania then. So somebody theorized that like, um, 
uh frank and or dr scott are like traitors of their like regimes so like frank would be like a traitor of like the transylvanian fascist regime and the dr scott is german mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. maybe you know had some connection to nazi germany because like i think this is supposed this is like cold war era too yeah so the whole like like world war ii is it's like it, it, it's a recent memory it's not like yeah um, distant past yeah yeah so but it's also interesting because um frank creates this like perfect aryan specimen mm, true. um blonde mm -hmm. hair blue eyes lots of muscles mm -hmm. whatnot so it's an interesting like thread that i was reading that they were yeah. like, theorizing all this stuff but again maybe it's not that deep right <laughs> i mean I, sure, I don't know Richard O'Brien's yeah. weird so I would say that there's a lot of like subtext yeah yeah because yeah. initially I had seen what what you saw too like that the red triangle is like you know so yeah. socialists I, and whatnot but because of its yeah. direction it mm -hmm. means something different so I knew that it was in the wrong direction yeah and I was gonna look that up too but I was like yeah whatever um <laughs> but yeah and yeah it's interesting yeah hill you didn't say your first comment oh yeah um <laughs> <laughs> that when they're uh making rocky the levers and switches are mm -hmm. all penises Plus i up. have that i have that exact comment like later down yeah <laughs> love I also um, you also wrote that he's wearing pearls, which I also oh, wanted to yeah, comment on. Oh yeah, you see that? Yeah, he's like his whole like the lab coat with the triangle, the gloves, and then this like, pearls. Like, <laughs> his, well, his sensible pearls. He's wearing yeah. them the whole time. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's like kind of funny, funny too, because it's like always like a motif of like, mm -hmm. um, like stay at home women, like mothers wearing their pearls and gloves to like wash dishes. Mm -hmm. So that's funny. Maybe mm -hmm. he's, just, he's just trying to blend in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then um, Rocky is born. He's created. And I did find it. I mean, I didn't make a comment about this, but like, of course, he emerged from a rainbow covered tub because gay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But um, I, of course, have to make this comment because it's me. But Peter Hinwood is the actor who mm -hmm. plays Rocky. Um, he is not singing. That's not his voice. Right. Uh, his, the singer yeah. is Trevor White. Um, but I do always wonder, why can Rocky sing and not speak? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just the, the the I don't really like this song like it doesn't do anything for me. But the the like the acting in the scene is funny. Like Frank is mm -hmm. literally like frantically like lifting his like lab coat up to like I don't know like show off his peen to uh yeah. <laughs> to uh Rocky. He's just like chasing after him, crawling after him, screaming for him. Um, <laughs> So I, I always think that's funny. It's honestly hilarious. Yeah, the, his his acting in this is so hilarious. In this scene, is so funny. He's just yeah. like out of control. It's like his like hormones have taken over or something. Yeah. There's there's I I forgot to write it down. I wanted to, but there's a part in um either like the beginning of that scene before Rocky's created, or right at the 
like right before I can make you a man where he literally he breaks the fourth wall fully Mm -hmm. he like looks into the camera Mm -hmm. and says a line and I was like interesting like he again he's always performing Mm -hmm. yeah Um, but I forgot what the line was so yeah and there's a lot of fourth wall breaking throughout the movie I think Dr. Scott does it too yeah oh yeah but like that was like a really poignant part Mm -hmm. where I was like "Hmm." yeah um so Rocky is born created whatever and um the next song yeah is sort of damocles like you said um i never liked this song i just i don't care about it at all and i like tried to look up what the sort of damocles is and it is like a a a myth or 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 something Mm -hmm. i like i decided i didn't actually care that much so i like looked at (laughs) it for five seconds and then i was like i don't care um (laughs) but i this starts to um illustrate a lot of the like it's the beginning of a lot of parallels for frankenstein and his monster uh that are present in this movie um first of all both of their names are franken names like frankenfurter frankenstein mm-hmm. obvious um the big one though is that like both have lost control of their creation yeah yeah which is like a big thing um I wrote both creations hate fire because like later on in the movie that's riffraff like threatened him with fire yeah Yeah. and I said is that a thing in real Frankenstein or just young Frankenstein because I can't remember yeah if it's in actual Frankenstein like Mary Shelley Frankenstein or or if it's just young Frankenstein with the candle and the thumb yeah I don't know um and then also uh Oh, I think I write it. I talk about it later. Never mind. Um, but I said at least Frank's monster has a full name, unlike Victor's. And I yeah. think he just goes by the creature or something, yep. mm-hmm. which is so rude. Yeah. 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 True. Yeah. I mean, all of the those like his stories are like to parallel like the yeah. creation myths in the Bible. Yes. Too, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is another connection. Hedwig has a lot of. Mm-hmm. mythology yep mm, yes yep. um so the next song which kind of like blends into sort of mm-hmm. Damocles a lot of the songs tend like just kind of blend in yeah. um I can make you a man um and it's just interesting the gender stuff coming up again um Frank sort of talks about uh creating a man that fits a very hyper masculine stereotypes like the big muscles charles atlas stamp of approval yes mm-hmm. uh, a high protein diet exercising strenuous living was one of the lines oh yeah what does that even um, mean yeah it's like yeah nonsense. so it's 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 very interesting again like the the exploration of gender overall because you got the hyper masculine stuff and then you got yeah. the androgyny and you've got like the straight white couple mm-hmm. um so it's just another example of that it's yeah. honestly like I don't know that we ever get like a blatant show of like hyper femininity though uh I mean Janet kind of is she's always yeah, like fainting and yeah, like but that's yeah. like her thing like, but she like that happened so early on in the movie and like I think like her hyper femininity would also come from like her clothes and she's yep. stripped of those like immediately right but she's also very she like tries to cover herself a lot and that like modesty is uh, 
supposed mm-hmm. to be hyper feminine. Like she's right. like covering herself and like, right. it's true. I don't know. I don't or know. maybe it's also kind of like a comment that like women are like forced sort of like strip their identities mm-hmm. more than yeah. men are maybe expected to do as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, my only comment on I can make you a man is that I just find it funny that Frank gets on top of the like pommel horse thing and fully yeah. just starts like humping it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like oh, what, hilarious. What? Gotta do what you gotta do. You know? Listen, you know. Um, so the next song is our introduction to Eddie with Hot Patootie, one of my absolute favorite songs. I love this song so much such a jam i love it i also think it's hilarious that meatloaf who's apparently a drummer, Corey. Corey again was sort of watching and he was looking no. up meatloaf and has um supported mm-hmm. a lot of conservative i read that too that candidates. is tragic but um yeah so that so meatloaf plays eddie which is hilarious i guess he's like Corey was reading me lots of information on meatloaf yesterday and um he was on broadway he's been in a ton of movies like he does a lot of acting yeah Very strange i didn't know i honestly had no have no like reference to him but like pamela our mother like no seems to know him very well oh <laughs> no yeah, she not personally she <laughs> listened to a lot of, like that that ballad that he and what he did a ballad with somebody in the 90s yes and yeah, yeah, she yeah. listened oh. to that all the time all the time it? yeah i remember that but and sure he, yeah oh shit. i'm gonna look it up but i'm gonna say this stuff first um i don't understand their relationship at all i don't understand why he kills him i don't understand anything about it like the only thing i could like guess at was that like he's trying to steal columbia like because they are in love like i don't really know also i this was the first time i noticed columbia's eyebrows that was the first time (laughs) yeah well like i've noticed them but like not ever thought about it but oh girl they are very arched one single line Mm -hmm. i don't but you can actually it's funny because you can actually kind of see that that like the glue yeah, her, like her, her actual, actual eyebrows. eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my comments on Hop 2D will answer all of your questions. Thank goodness. Um, so you know, the background story of like Frank's relationship with Eddie is it's really like complex, I think, and not ever explained in the yeah. movie, like fully. So I actually looked it up and uh for anyone who's confused, Frank was infatuated with Eddie at first and kind of like imprisoned him but was pissed because he took the attention of columbia away and and columbia isn't actually transylvanian she's a a, a groupie she's a human um she like he uh, eddie takes the attention of columbia away from frank and also didn't really show any interest in frank where whereas Mm -hmm. frank was clearly infatuated with him so frank cuts so if you look in hot patootie Eddie has like a cut on his forehead and like blood yeah. dripping down his eyebrow because Frank cuts out half of Eddie's brain to use in <gasps> Rocky. And ah, he does say it what? later on. He does say it later on. <laughs> okay, um, that makes sense. But 
Yeah. So then Frank, when Eddie comes back, Frank, I guess, then gets jealous again because Eddie shows up and takes the attention away from uh, away from Frank of his guests uh, and Rocky, his new like person that he's created just for him. Um, So he kills him. (laughs) Right. Right. What? That's definitely very helpful because I was always very confused by their dynamic. It just... I, I I really just thought Eddie was just random and was just there to be killed, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's that's good. That's interesting. Like, as the horror part of it. I like, yeah. I'm shocked. I'm shocked by all of this. Because I think it's, like, a thing, because I think Frank, similar to Hedwig in Hedwig and the Angry Inch, is, like, just looking for a mate. Right. Like, yeah, it's yeah, constantly yeah. looking for a partner. And yeah. I think like when Eddie kind of like showed up, he was like in the wrong crowds, as Dr. Scott says, mm-hmm. he somehow came across the Transylvanians and whoever. And Frank was like, yes. Mm. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> and um, Columbia was too. <laughs> yeah. I don't have much else to say about Hot Patootie. It is like definitely one of my top songs too. Oh, I was going to say, sorry to interrupt, but I like this song. Not one of my tops, but I like it. Go on. So good. Um, Yeah. And again, Meatloaf is just so ridiculous in this (laughs) movie. And yeah, I read some unfortunate things about him as well. Mm -hmm. And I was just like wikiing everybody in this Mm -hmm. movie. It's just interesting how sometimes actors will be in like roles that are so like misaligned with their personal views and right, I mean right. it's a good thing because it means that they're not like only doing roles that would like reinforce their worldview I guess but at the well, same time right. it's also it was also like 50 years ago and like yeah. I was gonna say that too it's like a different it's not it wasn't necessarily as polarizing although right. Nixon was pretty polarizing too but yeah. I also think that Meatloaf he was one I don't really know much about Meatloaf, but because he, like, of his name, one, Meatloaf, and two, like, just his persona, I think he's very, like, rock and roll, or at least was, and so I think that, I don't even know that, like, him doing this movie was to, like, explore anything, or as more of, like, a, like, fuck you to conventionalism. Yeah, right. Just so weird, but whatever. And he's also not really in that many parts that are, like, overtly queer. Like, Mm -hmm. this whole song is, like, him making out with uh, with Columbia on the floor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, There's an I Can Make You a Man, like, reprise. Mm -hmm. It's, like, a line. But it's after it's after our our dear friend Eddie has been uh, done away with. Um, Rest in peace, R.I.P. But I it it just hit me even though the song played before that he says in just seven days I can make you a man and I talked about this with Joseph how seven days seven is a very like religiously affiliated number seven days. God created the earth, blah, 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 blah. So right. him taking on even more of a God role mm-hmm. in this line, like we know he's like trying to play God by creating a person, but also this too, the seven days. It's just yeah. interesting. A good one. It's a good observation. Thanks. Um, the next part is like this part. I love this whole part where <sighs> um, so Frank, it, 
Frank like tricks the two of them into sleeping with him. It's yeah. <laughs> so great. Um, yeah. I just love how he walks it like because it's like he's wearing like a wig or whatever for Janet. <laughs> it's and again, this is like how they both start to like explore their sexualities and you know Janet too like she sings about it later on um yeah so they face their their sexuality quite literally with uh, our our hot dog man Mr. Frank yeah but But also also, like are they blind like can they not recognize that it's not Brad and Janet (laughs) it's dark okay um I was just going to say, I think like, it's interesting that you say that like they're facing their sexuality with Frank, because I feel like it just like kind of struck me that Frank is like literally just a personification in this movie of sexuality. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. in every interaction and instance, he's like sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, So I think like he could, his character is just like a motif for sexuality in general that's a really good one um yeah and it makes sense that frank would be androgynous too because like sexuality is not one or the other yeah although gender roles would say differently but yes right in reality no yeah um but on the topic of them not recognizing that it's Frank, he must be like an, <laughs> a master of impressions because he nails the voices. I mean, I, I know. I know Good that win like- Snatch Game. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I obviously know that like, it's not actually Tim Curry doing these voices. It's yeah. just them. But like, you know, we're meant to believe that it's Frank doing these impersonations. So funny. Um, but- and not this isn't to shame Janet. I have no judgment, but she's very thirsty. Oh yeah, this hoe is she's deprived. A yeah. She she is like she has Brad. She's like clearly like we like even before this scene, she's like like fluck it like uh, flummoxed by Frank. Like yeah. she, she's mm. just like you know um, sweating. <laughs> um, and then Rocky, and she even in Hot Patootie, she gives. Eddie a kind of like interesting look at one point Uh Janet I know she's just like uh, poor girl Mm. um and I love that they in these scenes these two like diametrically opposed scenes um they both have like the same exact dialogue with Frank they're like Mm -hmm. um, you're to blame like they both have the same exact yep dialogue which is funny and um, then there's that part where uh they're like watching them on the screen and um <laughs> oh, brad, brad has like a cigarette a cigarette <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um uh, but yeah so uh, while this is going on riffraff is fucking uh, like messing around with not messing around sexually but just like taunting rocky yeah. um and so is magenta so they're like yeah scaring him with fire like trying to like shove him down the elevator shaft throwing a lit Mm. candle at him while he's climbing down the elevator shaft um and it's like so mean like he never did anything directly to them like uh, uh, i get it like they're jealous of him for the attention and pissed that frank has like wasted their time coming to earth and being flashy and 
attracting too much attention to them, but it's not Rocky's fault. So, so rude. It's yeah. sad. But um, then Janet, after um, Frank visits her, is like walking around the house and she's in the lab and she's like having this inner slash outer monologue to herself about like how remorseful and like like I don't even know like grossed out she is with herself and she's sad that she's betrayed Brad and she like he's literally smoking a cigarette he's just like chilling like he has not a thought in his head about Janet and how bad he feels it's like such Mm -hmm. a classic man thing and of course women think it's like 100% their fault but I love that when she turns on the screen and then sees Rocky she's like she literally right. gives a look to the camera and she's like, all right, <laughs> I guess we're doing this. <laughs> like, fuck you, Brad. So, yeah. Oh my God. I love that. Um, so this is for real. I know I've said that a thousand times, but this is for real. My favorite song from this show <laughs> legitimately, uh, touch it, touch it, touch me, which is Janet basically just being thirsty. Um, and sleeping with Rocky eventually, but, um, good for you, girl. Yeah. Get yours. Yeah. I also commented that about the, the dick, uh, levers. Oh. <laughs> I thought <laughs> so funny. <laughs> you just paused at dick. And I was like, what is coming after this? I couldn't think of the word. I can't think of any words today, I guess. Oh, I don't know. Um, on this watch, I also, it like was kind of giving me like summer nights vibes from Greece, but like a much darker, obviously summer nights, like this innocent girl talking about her exploits with like a much more experienced man. I guess Rocky's not experienced at anything, but Frank, um, and her like more experienced friends, like wanting to hear the tea, like, just like waiting, like Mm. they say more, more, more. And in summer nights, they say, tell me more. more." So Mm. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Never made that connection before. Yeah. That's a good parallel. Um, yeah, this song is like, I remember hearing this song for the first time and I was like, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's, it's so funny. Um, but I love how voyeuristic, uh, mm-hmm. Magenta and Columbia are with voyeuristic intentions. Yes. <gasps> yes. Good. You're very good. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're like watching the whole scene through uh, this TV screen. Like, I love how this castle has like all the surveillance set up no. essentially. Um, they're like having a girl's night, just like watching. Girl's night in. Yeah. Mm. It, it, it's so funny. I love that. I think that to me is like the funniest aspect of it. Yeah. Like them it's watching. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this, I, the scene with, um, the scenes with Frank and Brad and Frank and Janet in their bedrooms. And then this sequence are literally like shocked me as a child. Like they of were course. like the most provocative <laughs> things I had ever seen. I was like, I can't be seen like watching this I don't want anyone to know um which is funny uh, give uh tells a lot about my uh issues with sexuality but we won't get into that <laughs> um I was um 
yeah i was just like constantly shell-shocked while watching yeah. them hmm. but yeah. yeah like you said hillary magenta and columbia are so fucking weird and creepy because <laughs> watching this happen and like eating it up and i love that columbia is wearing mickey mouse ears yes which is hilarious I-, I think she wears them for most of the rest of the movie well she takes them she they like fall off in that scene and then they're back on in the uh the dinner scene um yeah oh yeah but I love, of course, at the end of the song, the creature of the night, like that yeah. line. Creature that of the night. Creature of the night. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. Classic. Yeah. Um, so we then meet Dr. Scott, who they've mm-hmm. talked about a lot, but we haven't actually met. Um, so this is so weird and I didn't even notice this until now that there's like Indian classical music playing when Frank like pulls the levers to get Dr. Scott oh yeah it's in the zen room yeah yeah Yeah. but it's just like it's just so funny yeah it it kind (laughs) of like takes you out of it yeah um and then there's that whole part where they're like Janet Dr. Scott Rocky Rocky um and it it's just so good it's very quotable but it reminds me of that scene in Shrek 2 where they're sitting at like the table and they do the same thing with Mm -hmm. um Fiona's parents like donkey Shrek yeah Fiona yeah (laughs) yeah Harold Harold they do the same (laughs) thing and like maybe there was an influence I'd like to believe that there was but Shrek is pretty like pretty like racy for a kid's movie so oh, yeah. i wouldn't well, be surprised and it's like full of references especially shrek 2 so yeah i would yeah. not put it past them yeah. yeah um yeah so dr scott he's introduced he's in the zen room i like <laughs> what is that it's so funny i love that line he must be in the zen room the zen. <laughs> <laughs> um and i love the like weird magnet thing or whatever that like mm-hmm. tracks him through the whole house to get to the lab I me and like my weird like nitpicky detail oriented brain when like watching movies and stuff I am always thinking about like how did they do that right. um mm-hmm. and I love that in that that sequence of him like going around the house uh there's a part when the like the carpet lifts and you can see that there's like a track mm, really yeah oh, that's funny um Oh, and when he, when, when Frank is like pulling the like lever to get the magnet to work, he like does the little like leg lift and he's like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) which like popped. I was, yeah, I was, when I was watching last night, I was like, when he was in the Zen room, he picks something up and it looks like a blunt, but I don't know if it is. Is it a cigar? Maybe it's like, it's like white. Oh. It's like a white little, I don't know. I didn't look into it, but I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they, there's yeah. Um, I love that Dr. Scott literally goes through Magenta and Columbia's room and they're just like, anyway, like they just go, they like, but I think Columbia's like looking at a magazine and like he comes through and they're like, what? And yeah. And they just go back to what they were doing. Like, it's just like a normal day. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I yes. also love that he goes around the bed that they're on. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. Um, like, yes, we have men in wheelchairs coming, tracking through our room with a magnet all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, of course. The, the Janet, Dr. Scott, Janet, Brad. 
Rocky. Yeah. It's, it's just insane and hilarious and iconic. Yeah. So then we get to the song Eddie, um, where they're at this like dinner table and they're dining. Um, so I'm pretty sure we're meant to like interpret it as they're they're eating long pig, they're eating Eddie. Um because they uh yeah. they make puns about it like um yeah. uh frank says a toast to absent friends mm-hmm. uh that's a tender subject mm-hmm. um so i'm pretty sure we're meant to believe that they are dining on his like i think leg or something um this reminds me of this really gross music video by this artist named uh perfume genius uh he's like a really cool queer artist um it's not like a direct parallel but there's a scene where like they're like all around this table and they're eating like raw meat Mm. and I don't know why it just like reminds me of this I I recommend watching the video the song's really good too um but yeah um gross Frank is also wearing this like really weird party hat like it's just, oh, yeah. like so random like I love it <laughs> that he just like has this party hat on and they're like supposedly dining on Eddie's flesh and then like he like rips well they're supposed to be celebrating Rocky's, Rocky's birthday. birthday right right I guess that makes sense yeah um yeah so dinner time Eddie's Teddy I guess is the name of the song but yeah I don't it's never clear whether whether they are actually eating him or not, but mm-hmm. it, it's very possible. Um, but I love the casual like switch in vibe on Frank's part of being like really pissed and then a toast and then um happy birthday, Rocky. And then when Janet starts singing along, she he's like, okay, let's stop singing. Like <laughs> this ho. Um, but I love this song. I I, I don't know why it's like such a weird like kind of inconsequential song but I love it it's such a jam mm. and when I was reading about Eddie's uh, story it was pointed out that on his note that he wrote to Dr. Scott it says I'm out of my head mm-hmm. and yeah. it's misspelled which you know is makes sense on multiple levels but yeah. um, it's misspelled and he literally is out of his head. Half of his freaking brain is gone. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that is fascinating. Um, I thought it was just funny that, like Hill said, the I think we are to assume that they are eating him and tragic about him and all, but I find it hilarious that they're eating a man who goes by meatloaf. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good um so after that we go to the wise up janet weiss um slash apparently it's also it's called planet hot dog the song yeah which i was like i did not know that um but it's just so funny like the dialogue during this whole time like this whole sonic transducer and like (laughs) how it medusas you turns you to stone Mm -hmm. um and uh brad delivers this it's as if we're glued to the spot I know. and oh it reminds God. me of the scene in troll two where the guy's like they're eating her then they're gonna <laughs> eat, eat me. me oh my, my god, god. 
<laughs> like that's the delivery reminds me of that yeah it's so cheesy and like mm-hmm. aff- yeah. affected yeah and then again we were talking about this a bit earlier that like just like realizing the ridiculousness of all the lyrics but like you're a hot dog <laughs> but you better not try to hurt her frankfurter <laughs> which is like i love that because like frankfurter hot dog yeah. like genius great. genius <laughs> so genius <laughs> Um, yeah, I love the hot dog humor. <laughs> um, yeah, the Wise Up, Janet Wise, Planet Hot Dog, whatever it's called. <laughs> Honestly, probably is my second favorite song. I love this song. And it's Whoa. so heartbreaking to me that it's not on the actual soundtrack. Like, mm. it makes me so mad. It's nowhere on Spotify. Weird. I know. Um, but <laughs> just like some of the fucking lyrics are so ridiculous. <laughs> You're as sensual as a pencil. Oh yeah. Well, I think that's like you're not sensual at all, obviously. Yeah. But. I know, I know, but I just think it's funny comparing her to a pencil. Um so good. And then yeah, Brad with the like, this is if we're glued to the spot. He like does that like snap like arm swing thing too. Oh. Which is, like so funny. Um, and yeah. Frank's outfit in this scene, he looks so fucking hot. Like, mm. what the heck? Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're a hot dog is just a genius line, in my opinion. <laughs> um, and then he he freezes all of them and he's like, it's not easy having a good time. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I love that Rocky is already posing before he even freezes him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, I gotta look hot. Like, yeah, um, yeah. Same thing. the The lyrics are so silly. I there's like a line right before they start doing the "You're a hot dog, but you better not try to hurt her, Frankfurter." Like, all of them start saying that right before that. Frankfurter says something like, "You're flustered. Use a bit of mustard." Or mm-hmm. That is crazy. <laughs> I have never noticed that. I didn't even notice that with the subtitles. I just wrote what (laughs) i don't understand understand. i love it um so yeah they're all frozen and frank is like let's get ready for the floor show Mm. (laughs) um and the rose tint my world starts playing which i i just love that song i think it's like i don't know why i don't know why i like any of these songs but it's so good it's such a jam um i love that columbia fully has her tits out um <laughs> and brad's verse is like the best like what's come over me oh yeah um i feel sexy <laughs> so good um and then frank is like revealed by the curtain and he like emphatically jumps into this pool um which is like just chaos like they're all just making out and like singing and having water like makeup face and their mouth um and dr scott he's got some nice legs he does he really does Um, i also love that his one leg like propels him forward mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah um i i do wonder like does the transducer like not only turn them to stone, but also like make them love Frank again? Because they mm. all hated him before they were frozen. And mm. then after this, they're all like talking about like what he's done for them, basically. 
maybe it like um, erases memories or something maybe um but then they like they get to this line in the pool when they're like don't dream it be it and mm-hmm. i literally for years have debated getting that tattooed on my body somewhere so you should you should you should get maybe that and like a pair of lips mm. or or his leg yeah <laughs> just a leg <laughs> one leg like the leg lamp but just like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually Corey has seen this movie a couple of times and when he when that line well he at towards the end he was like I just like what is the point of the movie and so I was like why is that always his question? I know it's always his question I don't know what's the anyway, point of any movie exactly that's, that's like I told him that like that line is the crux of the movie right yeah. it's just like just be yourself yeah right? just like that's it yeah um yeah rose to my world is definitely um one of my favorite songs too mm-hmm. um and i just love how he sort of makes all of them like mini me's mm-hmm. um because they're all dressed in like the same i think that's like ultimately his dream too yeah yeah exactly they're all sort of dressed how he dresses in like the lingerie and everything Mm -hmm. um and (laughs) I love how it's interesting because Janet sort of ends up embracing her new like sexuality and her self-discovery but Brad still struggles like he Mm. struggles walking in the heels so it's just like another kind of I think a bit of a comment on like men being so rigid in their roles and repressed being forced to by like patriarchy yeah. and whatnot and women being more fluid so yeah, right. um yeah I thought that was kind of cool too like how they each differently go through the emotions mm-hmm. yeah um yeah I said the same thing he needs some heel walking lessons um, but I honestly think Rocky was worse to be honest yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah yeah um well he also is literally like a brand new baby mm-hmm. yeah I'm surprised He's he can excuse. walk period <laughs> yeah true. um uh at first when they're still in stone and 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 frank is doing their makeup they're all just like white marble and i'm like damn he is doing them dirty with just like red and blue circles around their faces yeah but then, I like, like they have but they but then you they become human again and it's just like clown white with mm-hmm. like the circle which is like it's a look it's like pretty cool but like you can't tell that there's clown white when they're white because it's the same yeah (laughs) um but uh also another frankenstein connection magenta walks in when like when she and riffraff come in to like Mm -hmm. fuck everyone today up Mm -hmm. she comes in with her bride of frankenstein hair (laughs) more connections to uh miss mary shelley over there um I also was, I, I obviously note you notice it as the movie goes on how much myth imagery there is, but I specifically noticed it because the the floor of the pool is the um, the painting um, creation of Adam. So there's like Hillary was saying earlier, there's so many different myths intertwined. Like there's the Medusa ray, the mention of atlas and there's also like a stained glass of atlas holding up the world on rocky like at rocky's oh, yeah. bed there's riffraff's laser i said was a trident like mm. poseidon yeah. um 
but it's I, just very interesting. I find that interesting too, that like, I don't know why, I mean, maybe it's just because I've like, these are the past two movies that I've watched for this, but like Hedwig and Rocky are both overtly queer movies that both mm-hmm. draw a lot of inspiration from mytholo- mythology and myths mm-hmm. and legends and like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is, but it's just interesting that they both have those two connections too. I wonder if it's like, because I feel like in myths and even in ancient cultures, gender and sexuality weren't as like binary as they have become. Yeah. But also then there's like Christian imagery, like creation Mm -hmm. of Adam, but that's probably also just him being a creator of man. Yeah. I mean, like not to like um, diverge too much, but yeah with like um Hedwig um it's based on the symposium and like during Mm. the like the um that like time in ancient Greece like there was this idea of the Erastes and the Aramanos or whatever Mm -hmm. and it was like the older man and the younger man in this like sexual relationship Mm. and it wasn't exactly like all rainbows and butterflies like there was still like oppression a lot of of power dynamics yeah right so it's not like like super like nice and everything but yeah there's definitely like that dynamic of like uh before like christian times yeah sexuality was just different yeah um but yeah i noticed the creation of adam painting two by michelangelo um and again like we mentioned it's just like playing off that idea that frank's playing god Mm -hmm, um with the creation of rocky and just like with the rest of the characters like making them all like mini me's and whatnot Mm -hmm. um um, but the don't dream it be it slash wild and untamed thing that Mm -hmm. sequence of songs um it's definitely like again like the thesis of the movie and it's like a good number for queer and like sexual liberation yeah yeah it's basically like an anthem at yeah. this point um and then when Riff Raff and Magenta come in like that that pitchfork laser trident thing, yeah right and their outfits are also like hilarious too yeah. like so sparse trick yeah, yeah they're like in their like uh cultural garb essentially like right. they're in there yeah like, I love them I don't know yeah. I love their their outfits yeah um so yeah, they they come in and you know ruin the party, and they're like, uh, "You fucked up. Your mission's a failure. You've drawn too much attention to us. We gotta go." Mm-hmm. And Frank's like, "Okay, okay, okay. Like, fine. Now I'll sing a ballad about why I'm going home." <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but the song is so beautiful. I love the song, and also they pan over to Magenta, and she's fucking yawning like rude. <laughs> Um, but it's funny because he kind of imagines like a full house that he's singing to, yeah. and he's it just harkens back to that point I keep making where he's he's just so obsessed with being the center of attention. He can't help mm. but like imagine that he's performing this song to a big audience. But that was that's the whole problem. That's why Riff Raff and Magenta are pissed. He's too mm-hmm. flashy. He attracts too much attention to like their weird alien lifestyle. Um and they're like fuck you we're sick of this and we're not getting anything from it um 
but yeah, it's so sad. Like the, the, when he's like climbing up the um, curtain and they refraff with literally not a second of thought or remorse mm-hmm. um, just kills him. And, yeah. and then Rocky like mourning him and crying and moaning and wailing and carrying his body away and like him being like this like ultimate man. I'm like, yeah. like um, what is the word? Like just repelling the laser beam. Yeah, right. It's all very King Kong, that whole oh. sequence. <laughs> he's like King Kong carries, he's climbing up the building. King Kong cl- climbs up what yeah. the... Empire State, Empire State, State building. building. Yeah. Um, I think with the female lead on his back, like yeah. he he is too strong to be taken down with traditional mm-hmm. like weaponry. Rocky right. is also which does confuse me. Like, does the laser end up killing him or does like the impact of falling kill him? I like- I think I my thought was he can't swim. Oh. but it's like a second, like he immediately is, but he was swimming in the in the pool before too. Oh, maybe. Yeah, so I, I don't, don't know. know. I th- I always thought it was just kind of ambiguous his yeah. ending. Um, yeah, the "I'm Going Home" song is really good. Definitely one of the good ones. I mean, they're all good, but yeah, yeah. Um, and I just like had this observation of how quickly all the songs at the end like just like meld into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're all like different songs, but they're just like so interconnected. Yeah um and then magenta after like they freaking kill frank she's like i thought you liked them they that, liked you that that whole part of the dialogue always confuses me. Sense to me and it's yeah. just like as if you didn't you weren't like a part of this plan bitch like what are you talking about literally like, like she literally says oh you thought that you were like when frank is like after he finishes singing i'm going home riffraff is like oh we we just meant the both of us and magenta's like yeah yeah that's what we meant mm-hmm. like yeah. you didn't like, say anything before yeah <laughs> yeah um i have never loved the ending of the movie i think it is its weakest point in all yeah. honesty um i don't know why i just feel like it's kind of disjointed from the rest of it and mm-hmm. i don't really know why i feel that way um i also didn't like the end songs for a while and they have definitely grown on me more but whoa yeah i uh yeah i don't know i just don't really love the ending but yeah i feel the same yeah uh oh I disagree. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree that it is like the weakest point of the movie, but because the movie is so strong all the way through, I'm like, it doesn't even like impact my like opinion. Yeah. Um, um, and after the the house kind of blows up or whatever and goes up into space, mm-hmm. Superheroes is the song. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that shit never gets the credit that it deserves. I <laughs> love that song. I, I think it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't know how this all happened in literally one night, um, <laughs> but I love the narrator's last words in the song. He says, um, 
and crawling on the planet's face, some insects called the human race, lost in time, lost in space, and meaning. I was like, what? Damn. Yeah. It's also interesting, too, that the final shot is an aerial view of Dr. Scott, Janet, mm-hmm. and Brad writhing on the ground mm-hmm. like insects. Crawling like insects. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Love. Love it. And then the reprise of science fiction double feature yeah. in the credits. Yeah. <sighs> Full circle. Literally just like chef's kiss love. <laughs> um, so yeah, what is everyone's uh, final thoughts, the ratings, etc.? Um, I, I guess like, I can go ahead. Go yeah, go ahead. Um, I I feel like just with this podcast in general, like are we are we gonna rate anything below like well, a certain number basically i i, I started off cats, with all my i started yeah. off with all my faves so yeah we'll get there yeah. um but yeah this is like i i'm not i can't give it a 10 because like the, the ending for me is kind of like disjointed and whatnot so i i mean i think like a 9.5 for mm-hmm. me um Cause like the music is so good. It's got like the David Bowie glam rock vibes. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I love that era and I love Bowie. So that's yeah. like, and you know, just like the memories associated with just the movie in general Yeah, and like Tim Curry, it's oh. just like, it's so iconic. The day and... that he dies is the day that I die. Oh don't Stop. even say that. Don't he's say it. He's not in good health. I oh, know. And I, I feel the same way about Julie Andrews. Like, <gasps> I literally Stop. will leave this earth. Stop thing. it. Stop Why it. We already you... lost Christopher Plummer. Stop it. <sighs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, like, Christopher Lee, too. Like And mm-hmm. Alan Rickman. Oh, oh God. Okay. okay. Anyway. We need, oh, we need to stop. This um, yeah, so 9 <laughs> out of 10 music is great. Um, I love the campiness of it. Um, I really love campy stuff. Mm-hmm um and again like it's like a really cool like queer mm-hmm. film too work of art yeah mm-hmm. queer art again yeah. um so yeah that's my rating those are my overall thoughts katie um i would basically say the same things like i love the music i like even though i don't don't always fully understand the story it almost doesn't matter um I love the camp Tim Curry just it's so good his role is so good Mm -hmm. and yeah it's yeah I same all the same thoughts nine queer Um, art a plus I would I, I would say I would give it like a 9.85. And the only oh. reason I'm taking points off is for sort of sort of Damocles, because I fuck that song. Oh, um yeah. and two because of the like not really explanation of the Eddie scenario. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it it's in my eyes, it's perfect. The music is incredible. Tim Curry. Like, never have I felt more strongly about a role than Tim Curry as Frank. Like, that mm-hmm. he owns that role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's also that, that like, thing where you're, like, attracted to somebody 
playing a certain role. Oh yeah. yeah. Like oh, yeah. I find Orlando Bloom as Legolas way more attractive or Tom Hiddleston as Loki mm-hmm. more Wait, attractive. You find, hold on. You find I Orlando love... Bloom as Legolas more attractive than him as yes. Will, Will Turner. Turner. No, no, no. Oh, Will okay. Fine. Yeah. That. Will Turner. Yes. But like just regular Orlando Bloom. I'm like, whatever. Oh, He's fine. Okay. Right, right, right. Fair. Yes, but yeah, like too, Vigo but... Mortensen as Aragorn. Yeah, uh, he's fine. Whatever. Megan Fox <laughs> as Jennifer. What do you mean? <laughs> Megan Fox is always hot. <laughs> I know, but like that was like, yeah, you're right. So good. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's hot and sexy, and I love him, yeah. and he can do no wrong in my eyes. So pretty much, yeah, yeah. Ugh. great stuff. Him. Go. I mean, if you've gotten all the way through this podcast and you haven't watched it yet, like, I don't know Sorry. what you're doing, but okay, go off. Um, <laughs> even if you have seen it, go watch it because who doesn't need to see it multiple mm-hmm. times? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, the next episode, I don't know when it's going to happen I might have to move around the order of things because the next episode's supposed to be White Christmas, but I don't know. I don't Not know. great timing on that. <laughs> so yeah, I might have to maybe, move things around, but maybe we should do Rent next. Mm, yeah, maybe. Okay. Um, that'll be a long one, guys. So be prepared because there will yeah. literally be four, like me plus three people. Yeah, Katie, Ooh. Hillary, and a new, a new face, <gasps> a new voice. Oh. Um, so yeah, you know, as I've said in the past or in the last episode, I'm working full time and a a student full time now. So things will work a little slower. Yeah, but it's fine. And now I'm back at school too. So yeah. So yeah, but again, thanks for watching. If you haven't listened to the first four episodes, go listen to those. They're very great and entertaining in my humble opinion. Um, but yeah, we'll uh you'll hear from us next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>